I was making a recording, a podcast the other day, and I had been speaking about Antichrist coming through individuals in churches. And as I was making this recording, the thought came, you're wrong. Antichrist doesn't come through humans. As soon as I finished that paragraph, I stopped the recorder, and God said to me, by the Holy Spirit, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time time. Right there in their church group, there were many Antichrists at the time John was living on this earth. The devil tells you the exact opposite of that which is true. He tells you by bringing a thought, you're wrong. You're wrong. There aren't any Antichrists coming through humans. And for one second, I just panic and say, oh no, have I got this wrong? And then God, by his spirit, straightens out my thinking to the truth. Antichrist is the same as devil in the sense he's a liar. There is no truth in him. He tries to get us to accept that which is not true. The Apostle Paul told us we aren't unaware of how the devil works, and we aren't. We do know how he works. He works in terms of thoughts, and Antichrist brings false doctrines into the church to try to get us to accept doctrines that are not of God. A few days ago, I had some work done, uh, and The guy did not finish the work. It just kept burdening me because he did not finish the work. I did Philippians 4, 6, turn to God in prayer, making my request known to God in prayer. Please help this work to get finished. So the devil will not have opportunity to attack me through this work. The devil will attack you through whomever or whatever he can. And as a roaring lion, he will eat you alive with these thoughts. Unless you turn to God in prayer and get the anecdote for the poisonous thought that is brought by the devil. As I gave in this other example. The Bible shows us Antichrist coming through people in the church even in the days of Paul and John, the Apostle Paul and John. The Apostle Paul's example is in Acts chapter 20 when he was speaking to the elders at Ephesus. And Paul told the elders, he said, I know when I have departed, some of you will arise to speak perverse things, to draw away disciples, To draw away followers after themselves, speaking perverse things. Some of those elders sitting there right at that moment in the day Paul talked to the church at Ephesus were just waiting 
for their opportunity to bring their perverse doctrines into the church. As long as Paul was there, they couldn't get by with it. But he knew what they were going to do. This is one of the ways all of these denominations got started after Paul and John. But they were there, waiting in those church groups, just waiting to take over. The object of Antichrist is to get us to depart from the Word of God and to set up doctrine contrary to the Word of God inside the church. This had to be done before Jesus returns, says Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, that the day of the Lord would not come except there first came a falling away. Churches would fall away from Scripture and set up other doctrines. And that man of sin would be revealed, Antichrist, in the churches. There are many Antichrists, not just one, many. We have to deal with these thoughts that are brought from devils because they will eat us alive until we learn to deal with them. Second Corinthians chapter 10, For we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. See, what the flesh does is when something troubles them, they go clean out a closet or go shopping or go work in the garden or go do something. But that is weapons according to the flesh. We don't war after the flesh. Instead, we turn to God in prayer, doing Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you take every negative thought to God in prayer and let him bring the anecdote to it to show you the truth, then you will live in peace on this earth, in the midst of all the trouble. So Paul says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, not through ourselves, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ the Word. So you make every thought line up with the word, and if it doesn't line up with the word, you have to just simply say that thought is from the devil. Every thought is to be brought into obedience to Christ, the word. As long as we live on this earth, we must deal with every thought to make that which we think conform to the word of God, casting all thoughts contrary to the scriptures, casting those things out by the scriptures, establishing the truth by the Holy Spirit who brings the truth to our minds because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The devil comes to destroy us if we will let him. Second Peter chapter 3 Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God in prayer, that he may exalt you in due time, 
casting all your care upon him through taking it to God in prayer, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. John 10.10 The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The devil comes to steal, to kill, to destroy us. Our own flesh comes to steal, to kill, to destroy in whichever way is possible. For younger people, often it's adultery and fornication. He brings someone appealing across your path. How do you escape him? Focus on scriptures, especially 1 Corinthians chapter 6, because it says flee fornication. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. It's a sin unlike other sins. Fornication is. And the devil will bring some attractive person across your path. Another thing the devil does to try to separate you from your partner, from your husband-wife partner, is this. After you've been together for a while, he or she will start to annoy you. Learn to pray. Learn to thank God for all the things that are wonderful in the relationship. That shuts the door on devils who want to try to destroy your marriage. So the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus, came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We have the Holy Spirit in us to teach us all things, remind us of everything Jesus has said to us, guide us into all things, and show us things to come. John chapter 14, verse 26, John chapter 16, verse 13. We overcome through that which is shown us by God through his Spirit. Jesus says in John 8, 31, 32, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you continue in what he has said, in what the scriptures say in the New Testament Bible, if you keep those scriptures before you day and night, when you go to bed at night, take those scriptures and evaluate yourself. Did I actually do this today? Think about what you did during the day. Does it conform to those scriptures? And if not, you're going in the wrong way. Go according to the scriptures. To those who did not believe in him, in his word, Jesus said, Ye are of your father the devil. That's verse 44 of John 8. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. 
He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He speaks exactly opposite to the truth. You have to take every troubling thought to God in prayer. You have to compare thoughts to what the Bible says. We depend on God to show us truth through the Spirit of God. So we will not be eaten up with negative thoughts or lies from the devil. So we will not be eaten up with the desires of our own flesh. For the works of the flesh are adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, emulations, which is competitions, trying to beat other people. Oh, we love to do that, don't we? The flesh thrives on beating someone else. I once played bridge, a duplicate bridge, played in tournaments. Our goal was to beat the other people and win. That's emulation. According to Ephesians, that's Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Sorry, I'm quoting it by memory. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, 20 and 21. The works of the flesh, emulation is one of them. I still watch football games on television. I would like to get free, but so far I haven't gotten free from that yet. But I did quit bridge. I couldn't imagine Jesus and Paul sitting at a bridge table trying to beat the opponents. And I said to God, please get me free from this, and he did. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walk about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. And you resist him by taking the problem to God and standing on that which God gives you. Just like I showed you in the beginning of this recording. Make no mistake, it's a battle. It's a battle that goes on as long as you're on this earth. In 1975, when I was a new Christian, I didn't know much scripture and I knew absolutely nothing about spiritual warfare. I was under some rather serious satanic attacks and I just kept saying to God over and over, praise God, thank you for my salvation. Praise God, thank you for my salvation. Praise God. Thank you for my salvation. That's the only thing I knew at that time. I knew God had changed me. I knew I was born again. But that's about all I knew. I just got in bed and sort of held on to the bed and said over and over during the um, negative thoughts and all of these things that were coming at me, praise God, thank you for my salvation. For I knew it was truth. In a few minutes of doing this, I began relaxing, the attack stopped, and I went to sleep. And the thoughts ended for a time, for a season. 
Even when Jesus was tempted in Matthew chapter 4, even when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he end, the attacks ended for a season. They will come back, not on that subject necessarily. The subject changes as we go along. James 4, 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God in prayer. Resist the devil with that which God gives you, and the devil will flee from you. So you pray asking God to help you. He'll help you. And hold fast to any word that is brought to you by the Spirit of God. And resist the devil with that word. Our strength must not be in ourselves. There was a woman in our church group who I didn't know that she had so little information about spiritual things, but she revealed to me one time that she was standing against the devil by saying, Go away, devil. That won't work. That's being strong in yourself. You must turn to God and pray and use what God gives you to resist the devil. Paul says in Ephesians 6, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. During the time I was having so much trouble as a new Christian, I talked to a man from Dallas Theological Seminary, a professor, and he said, Joan, all you have to do is put on the whole armor of God. And I said, fine, how do you do that? He couldn't tell me. He said, well, you just put on Jesus. And I said, fine, how do I do that? He could not tell me. One day, I was talking to someone else in our church, and all of a sudden, it all got much clearer to me. And I saw that what you put on is truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, prayer. Those are the pieces of the armor of God. And Paul says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Ephesians chapter 6. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So you put on truth. What is truth? God's word is truth. Jesus is truth. 
The Word is truth. So you take the portion of the Word of God where you're being attacked, you find in the Word of God truth. And you dress in truth in that point. Righteousness, what's right in the sight of God? The gospel of peace. You're being stirred up to attack someone, to show, tell them off, put them in their place. Is that peace? Is that the gospel of peace? No, no, it isn't. That's the devil and your own flesh working together to encourage you to do evil. The gospel of peace is praying, God, please don't let me say that. Oh, I prayed that many times when I wanted to tell someone off. I have prayed, please don't let me say that. And he ne- God has never failed me. When I would leave the person that I wanted to tell off, I've always recognized I didn't tell them off. Why? God answered my prayer. While you are wanting to tell them off, you can be praying, God, please don't let me do this. While you're being tempted to do something evil, please don't let me do that. Please do something to stop it. There is no temptation taken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That is uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13. So God has made a way for you to escape and be sure to pray. Prayer is very, very powerful in the midst of these problems. God will not fail you when you don't want to do the sin. If you don't want to do the sin and you call out to God, he won't let you down. He will stop you. This is Joan Boney speaking. Most of these scriptures I've quoted today are recorded for you on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right-hand side, tap on podcast, bring up this recording. And these scriptures, you can see the scriptures, most of them are here in writing for you. Once again, the blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to share with this with you today.